guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. A fun episode for you guys. Everybody loved when we had Christopher Kippenberger on the podcast last time. And uh, we decided to have him on again. He's got a book. Uh, it's called One Year with Porsche, and it's his experience, uh, I, I guess you would say, dealing with Porsche as a, as a corporation and what it's like. And uh, it's it, it's really interesting. It's it's a work of fiction, of course. And naturally. I think it's, uh, naturally it's a work of fiction. I think it's really, really interesting. Uh, but before we get into the book, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about Petrolbox, our sponsor. Petrolbox is a monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiasts. Each month, they carefully select items, including tools, detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers, publications, all the latest and greatest in the industry to send it right there to your doorstep. It's a curated selection of what's new and cool. And there's actually two different levels of subscription to choose from. The Petrobox Basic costs less than 20 bucks a month, while the Petrobox Premium gets you even more gear for $39.95 a month. Check them out at mypetrolbox.com. That's M-Y petrolbox.com. Use the code OVERCREST at checkout as well to get $6 off your first month. All right. So it's uh, the book's called One Year with Porsche. It is a, a novel by Christopher Kippenberger. It says, This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to an actual person, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. I see. How it went down. In the interest of avoiding any confusion, this is how it went down. I pitched Porsche an online vertical a portal for their content that they simply did not have at the time. Their cars are, to most, great, but the way they dealt with the content at the time was noticeably subpar. Their competitors, Red, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, mm-hmm. were significantly further along. Their mentality was, we're Porsche and we don't need this. Or, we're Porsche and people don't need coercing to like our content. <laughs> that kind of attitude. Long story short, we were asked to come up with a concept for them, and we did. After spending valuable time doing so and submitting, we never heard back. Understandable if they were being inundated with concepts, but it wasn't like this was an open call. The conversation was direct between me and their head of global communication. No interlocutor, which which things could get hung up. No interns, no agency. Circling back over the next few weeks and months, still radio silence. After a while, they got back to me and relayed their thanks, stating that they went with someone else. I didn't know someone else was pitching, but I guess I can be naive sometimes. I asked who had won the bid. I was answered with, just wait and see. He was convinced <laughs> that something big was coming. Okay. Six months go by. Everything was in the past, and I didn't think about it until I saw a nine, uh, 9-11 magazine, the, the online YouTube right. channel um, that Porsche has, 9-11 magazine, episode pop up in my YouTube feed. I hadn't known about it, so I clicked. It had accrued around 24,000 views over its three-month life. It must have been an unauthorized re-upload, right? No. <laughs> it was on Porsche's official YouTube account, and it was top-notch stuff, technically. Couldn't have done it better myself. But why in God's name was it pulling such lousy numbers? I was kind of glad I hadn't won the pitch. I wouldn't have wanted to be responsible for that. So I reached out. Great content. It's a shame no one is watching. No response. I sent the film to one of my buddies at a big automotive website. They posted it, giving Porsche another 20,000 views overnight. Wow. I sent my contact a screenshot. It was a Sunday, but I got a sent from my iPad email enthusiastically thanking me within minutes. That's when I knew I had this motherfucker by the balls. 
So that's uh, that's the beginning of the book, part of the first chapter. So it's I want to bring definitely uh, interesting. It's definitely it's, 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 it's by super, an interesting character. It is a super interesting book. It will offend you. Okay, <laughs> it, it will offend you. There are some cartoon. It's it's. It, but the thing is, is that it's it's a work of fiction. So it's there's really no need no need to be uh, need to be offended at all. And there's a lot in here I can relate with, and we'll talk about that after the interview. Right. How I can relate to some of this of dealing with Porsche and stuff like that. And um, you know, you're always scared to bite the hand that feeds, right? Sure. You, you don't want to do that because you know control. And everything I else. can relate to the bureaucratic nightmare that is large corporations. Yes, it is absolute nightmare. Anyway, without further ado, our interview with the enigmatic Christopher Kippenberger. Yes. Mr. Kippenberger, thanks Hello. so much for coming on the podcast again. It's yes, good to have you here. Sir. Thanks for having me. Tell us tell us a little bit about this work of fiction. The work of fiction was uh, a way of um, saving on therapy bills, uh, which I usually need after working with anybody in the car industry or automotive industry over the years, especially um the bigger uh, the company, the more therapy has been the has been kind of the mantra. Anything VW involved, um, I usually need two therapists. <laughs> Is that distinctly because they're German or? or? It's uh, it's it's like the Death Star, you know. Like I don't know if you've ever been to uh, to where VW has its uh, headquarters in this like kind of like godforsaken part of it still used to be west germany it was on the border to east germany it's kind of its own country if you may um and it really it is like the death star it's it's a, it has its own like orbit and people that go there i think like in that region 99.9 percent uh of like the population works for vw in some way or another so it's we're talking it's, about wolfsburg right yeah 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 exactly so when you go there and it's also like when you enter and leave there's also no cell phone signal. And this is like, you know, like the, like when you go back I to Berlin, that. it's weird. Yeah. Like I, I was, I, when I was hanging out with you in, in between whatever we were doing, I went to Wolfsburg for the day. I'm like, I have no cell phone service here. Am I traveling to another dimension? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people ask themselves that, you know, like a few friends of mine who work at, uh, at, at you know, various different positions at, at the, at the company. Um, they travel or commute from Berlin to uh, to Wolfsburg daily, and they have to face that every day. You know that they don't have cell phone service for an hour in the morning, which is usually you know when you're on the way to work and people are trying to reach you. So, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a weird uh, place, both geographically and furthermore, like just mentality wise, it has its own really like its own ecosystem. Uh, so the people that work there are some of the highest paid. Uh, in Germany, their hourly wage, someone can Google this, but it's very high. You know, like people there are um, very well taken care of and um, they sort of believe that. Is the city that, itself of Wolfsburg kind of like a higher echelon of pay compared to the rest of the normal cities in Germany as well? Just because they uh, all work for the for Volkswagen? I don't know, man. I haven't really spent too much time on it. I just know that the people like the you know, these German, it's like a Meister. It's like when you're like, have to go through all the apprenticeships and you like become this sort of like Uber God of engineering or hair cutting <laughs> or baking bread or whatever, um, you know, probably goes back to some like dark ages, uh, philosophy, but you know, that, that has been good for Germany because, you know, it gives you very good craftsmanship, um, by making people do all the, but it's a racket, you know, you have to like do this sort of Meister thing if you want to open up. You can't open a hair salon if you don't have a Meister brief. 
which is a mice like a letter, which like you like a plaque that you put on the wall. But this isn't like one of these things you can do in like a weekend. You know, it just takes like three years and it costs like. 20k and like it's a it's it's burning hoops and hand grenades you know like to get it's it gatekeeping. And what, yeah it's gatekeeping. gatekeeping yeah yeah and when you have it you can automatically by default shame people who don't have it so those people like the meisters in in um working in wolfsburg i mean i got it i should almost google this but it's some like if you google it like what they make an hourly wage it's comparable to like you know a, maybe a paralegal or a lawyer of some sort you know it's, it's pretty high for, for being a, like right. a kind of like a, a, a technical guy. So they're there and they have their own little universe and there's all these little dynamics and how things work. But the main thing is like the over the arch, the theme um, is arrogance, right? So like they think that nothing that they do is wrong no matter what, because everybody is believing like in the same doctrine of, you know, the company or the Death Star. Like it's like, you know, nothing, everything that stays there in that universe is basically protected by everyone believing in the same thing. And, you know, I only have a high school education, so I'm not really qualified to like break that down and like any, you know, any sort of like anything that like, <laughs> I'm not really qualified to Well, it's just like in, when you think about the different debate tactics that are out there, one of them is just like, uh, it, it's a claim to authority, right? You're saying, well, it must come from this authority. So therefore it must be correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but it's also like of yesteryear, you know, this is something that was like probably bred throughout the last 20 years and a sort of gain, le gaining less traction just by if you look at like, or the way I try to look at it is like, even up to a couple of years ago, like I had a GTI and I really liked it. And it was like, a, I think a Mark 7 I had in the 8 or something like that, like something like fairly recent, like, you know, maybe three, four years ago. And it was like the gold standard, right, of like um, an efficient like dope little car, even though like I drove a whole bunch of like crazy shit, you know, I always like going back to that GTI. Like it always, like it was like a very nice middle of the lane kind of thing. Um, you didn't, you know, you could drive to a five-star hotel with it, but you could also like pull up at some go-kart track. Like nobody like fucked with you with it. You know, there was no like little stigma. It was a good thing. Then like they fucked it all up with this diesel bullshit. And that really like internationally, like hurt that image of that brand, you know, and I don't even, they haven't recovered yet. And like what they're putting on the, on the, on the palette or, you know, like as far as their solution for what's coming next, uh, as far as EVs go and the money they put in there, it's a, it's a disgrace, you know? And I remember I had one of the first Teslas in Germany, like maybe 2000, who, I don't know, 14, 13, something like that. And uh, I, sh I showed it to, like, my friends who, you know, work at different positions there, some higher up, some lower down. Most of it's pretty, they're pretty highly positioned. And they, like, kind of laughed at the car a little bit. You know, they were impressed by the door handles that went in. They said they've been trying to do that. My friend who does the, who does the, the Bugatti said he's been trying to do that for, like, years, and they didn't believe him that it's possible. So, like, they were in awe. And then they did buy a couple of them and, like, like just took them apart to the last screw, you know, like, to figure out what was going on. Right. And, um, but they, the, the overall thing was more arrogance and kind of like, um, you know, kind of like labeling an American product, like, uh, like, a, like inferior American product. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Tesla back then was even pretty good, you know, like for like coming out the box, some dude building this shit, like everything works, you know, like it, it was, it, you know, a pretty impressive first car, you know, 
if you compare it to Volkswagen's first car, which is a fucking, you know, like a, um, a lawnmower, you know? So like, um, right. <laughs> um, like, like, like just no respect were, were no respect given what, you know, like they didn't just, they didn't re- just could have been really easy just to respect it and be like, yeah, that's pretty sick. We should do something like that too. But they were still like, um, kind of like stuck in this, like we're RVW and like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's also weird. Cause it's like owned by the government. And like, it's a lot of different things that again, I'm not qualified to talk about, but it feels massive when you're there. Like you don't really, you can't, it's really the, the, like the, um, against the windmills kind of deal, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that's just the general, my, my experience with that place, um, has, has been like that. And, um, over the years, you know, I have tried working with them in uh, different capacities. Usually, uh, it starts with something like, um, like them wanting, wanting to do something together or something neat. And then it just gets progressively worse. Um, and that's kind of like, in what way, what do you mean worse? Well, usually like, I don't know if this is just like dealing with hierarchies in general, but you know, it'll start with somewhere fairly high up the pole um, as far as a decision maker goes and you decide that you do something, but then as it gets delegated down into the operational, uh, like field and you're dealing with less and less capable, uh, people, which, um, you know, could be a variety of things, you know, just people that obviously aren't the boss and, um, dealing with them and them being Germans and wanting to like manage things a certain way and managing failure and success on an equal level almost, um, just, I don't know, for me, it was difficult. Um, and I think in this piece that we're talking about now, which, you know, it's, it's like more of like a memory, right. That I've, I've put together and, you know, calling it fiction. So tell us uh, a little bit about the, about the memory <laughs> about the book. Well, let's start off with calling it fiction just because of, uh, the wrath of the legal department, but um, yeah, it started with a very strange kind of thing where like, if you think back a little bit to maybe five, six years ago, um, Porsche, you know, even though they, they, they were just coming kind of out of their, you know, not so great, like, how can we put it? Like looking back, where were, where were we before we were like in 996, then like the, like kind of like boxer years and that yeah, kind they of went from a, kind of like this quirky company and they totally changed their image around to this right. luxury lifestyle brand. Yeah. I think that came later, but I think we got to talk about where they made their money first because they were failing pretty hard with sure. the nine 11. So when they came out right. with the boxer, you know, and they could like use that same front end from the boxer and on the, on the nine 11, and then they basically just jacked it up and put it in the, in the SUV and that like gave them a little bit of cash flow, which, you know, they needed for the war chest. And, um, you know, then there was this like, kind of like, like, like weird shit again, like macroeconomics, put options, like shit going on with Porsche and the family and like people that are like, were, had to go to jail for a little bit, but were like the vice president of Porsche or, you know, like the, this is the, nobody really reported <laughs> on that, but there's this one guy that he runs a restaurant now in Stuttgart, but he was like the guy who I'll get you the name. He did a whole bunch of like number shit you know like like how to manipulate like put options and stocks and like valuations and and making less money more and you know just like swabian dark magic and he basically got that that company into a position where it could like start doing like the stuff that they did afterwards like starting maybe with the 997 and then 
doing the whole like more motorsport um you know out of that and like you know the 997 gt3 or whatever was a capable car you know if you think about it in terms of like uh hitting like the the north life you know compared to like what was going on before so um they they definitely invested a lot and it went in a really nice direction and um you know their cars got better and better from and i'm parked next to this 997 in my garage and i look into like the the cockpit once in a while and i mean it looks like a calculator right like 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 the, the like this the interior and even has like a little phone and shit like like on a handle like it wasn't really yeah. it's pretty you know this isn't too long ago right and um where they are now i mean those are leaps and bounds and but they didn't have though they weren't they weren't capable of um projecting this transitional period very well in um in media especially moving images and they didn't understand that um you needed like the weapons of the time right which were like a little army of bloggers that you fly around in business class and then you invite them to some like cheesy hotel and you feed them shrimp and um you know then they like drive around with your car a little bit and they write like nice stuff and then you know uh, you know, they didn't really, well, the, they couldn't the, the get chasm between the value of that, like a written blog post or a written, or even in a magazine or whatever, that value compared to the same amount of value of advertising that you pay for is like vastly different. Yeah. But the, I'm going back to like where this was still like, not really a thing. Right. So like, Merce like, like we're talking about like 2014, this was like, they didn't even, they were like laughing at us when we said you should do a car configurator on your website. You know what I mean? Like they were like, people right. don't buy our cars on the, on a website, you know, like this kind of like, that's what you were up against, you know, as a creative. So a friend of mine actually that like started that at, at, um, at Mercedes, they per all said and done, like, even though I really I think Mercedes's products are really horrible, um, these days, they really invested a lot very early on into modernizing, uh, or syncing up their, um, their products with like image and technology and, you know, commissioned this uh, car configurator, uh, which, uh, which uh, someone I know did. And then he then licensed that out to all the other companies. But this was a time when people were still like against car configurators. And this kind of reminds me of my dad who was in textiles and his company was responsible for developing the seatbelt, which at the time he told me these stories where like he tried shopping that around to the Germans and the Germans said that, there will never be a day where a German car has a seatbelt where like the top part goes down because it ruins your suit line. <laughs> so this is a mentality thing, right? And he had to sell them to the, to the Swedes, you know, Volvo was the only one interested. So I say there's a lot of cold winners in Malmo, like, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about this stuff. So this is just, it's like a mentality thing. So like, you got to think like, okay, they weren't into this car configurator thing. They certainly weren't into being told that the media they're putting out is shit. So um, this was, it was like shit. I mean, nobody was watching it. Horrible. It. I mean, there's no. It was awful. It was horrible. It was like such, it was like blasphemous. It would have been better if they did nothing. But the way all that shit works, you know, is like, like there there was literally this actually happened. There was a um, like one person who was like the nephew or the whatever of some whatever, and he was like the person who had his thumb on that production stuff. And it, he was also like a hobby, like sound engineer or some shit and made like some like whack beats or whatever on the weekend. And all his like cheesy music was like in these like ads, like 
you know, and, and you couldn't do an ad without using his stuff. Like it was like almost like um, a deal breaker. If you didn't like incorporate it, you're not doing that as an agency or as, you know, director, forget it, you know? So this is like a very <laughs> different time, even though it's not very long ago. And like a couple of years ago, you know, so then I don't know what happened. Like I was dealing with these people in some capacity and, you know, the guy that is the head of whatever now, like he was sort of like not the head of, he, he, he was the head of something, but not the head of what he is now. And we were talking and he was trying to like prove himself. And, you know, I was like, dude, you gotta like, why don't you make like some honest like platform, like a, you know, kind of like a, this is like the time, like when drive was coming around and, you know, people were getting a wind of it that, you know, there's a car thing online and you can do movies and they work and, you know, they knew who Chris Harris was and top gear and like, whatever, like they, they kind of got it, but they wanted like their version of it. And, um, I was like, yeah, we should do something together. You know, we got, uh, can do this, you know, producer or whatever. And we wrote like some piece for them. And I don't know. I didn't really hear much. And then, I don't know. I followed up and he was like, nah, someone else got it. And I was like, Oh, I wasn't aware there was like a, you know, this was like a, like other people were competing and sometimes I get a little naive, but anyways, then I don't hear anything. I asked him like who, what, like if it was someone I knew and he's like, no, nah, just wait and see. And blah, blah. I was like, okay. And then fast forward a couple months and like maybe like even half a year, <laughs> I get this thing in my like algorithm and it like pops up and it's like really good content um, from, uh, and it's apparently somehow Porsche related and I'm looking at it I'm like, dude, this is fucking sick, dude. And I look at the play count and it has like, like this like ridiculous number, you know? I, and, and I look at the publishing date. And I'm like, well, this is ages ago. This is like up since a month and what these numbers are just don't make any sense. This must be like some like, like copied uh, version. Someone uploaded it illegally, you know, like some, some, Indian You're boy. talking ridiculous, like bad, right? Like ridiculously. Yeah, low. yeah. Like really, like I don't know what it was, but it was really embarrassing. You know, like if you're compared to like, you know, like upload some films, like some car stuff, and get like two hundred thousand plays on it, and like you know, like you sync it up with like some media outlet and put it on Jalopnik or whatever. Yeah, it always gets its like plays. This really had like very little plays. So uh, I kind of like write the guy and I say, hey man, you know, this is really fucking good stuff, and like I probably couldn't have done it any better. But I, I would hate to be in the position of having made that and having these, like, shit numbers. And, like, these guys, like, they can't answer you straight up. They can't, like, approach the topic like that. Like, they can't be like, yeah, you're right. You know what? Like, <laughs> it's really, we don't know what to do. So I, I, <laughs> I, I took it and I sent it to someone and then they posted it. And then the next morning it had, like, double the plays it had, which, you know, like, you know, was, was quite a bit. And then... <laughs> Like, uh, like in, in, in 24 hours or whatever, even less. So I sent the guy a screenshot of that, of that, you know, like how you should do this. And then he, I remember he wrote me back you know, and, and that's kind of like when like they, like he showed some humility and like, like, like we got like into it and like the whole thing stemmed out of that. They just were, they just thought they were Porsche. They're going to produce it and everyone's going to watch it. Like they didn't know that you need to like socially engineer that shit and you need to hire some people that like, you know, it's a lot it's of like the blonde that walks into the bar thinking everybody wants to fuck her just because she's the hot blonde chick. Yeah, but that's Basically a, is what it is. Yeah, but that's, She actually has to talk to people. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes she doesn't. Depends well, I guess on. she really doesn't, does she? She can just kind of just stand there, can't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah she can just stand there. No, this that's guy, a terrible this, comparison. It is bad. We should probably <laughs> cut that out. I like, um, this, this guy isn't some hot blonde, believe me. So, like, anyways, the thing was just, like, it was this arrogance, right, that bothered me. Because, like, it could have been avoided. He could have, like, 
you know, hired someone from the get-go and we said like, okay, like, like, let's just, you need to like consider like that you need to launch this stuff in a certain way. And, you know, there's the stuff you got to kind of do and it's, it's not that complicated. There's a lot of moving parts and you got to kind of make sure they all harmonize and sync up. So yeah, he, he, he gets into it and he's like, all right, well, he's, he's willing to listen. So I'm all right. Okay. Okay. Let's go. So I thought that was it. You know, they got a problem and now they're willing to like uh, hire me and you know, we're going to get to business and it's going to be fucking sick because the content was sick. Uh, the way they were like the product range they had at that time. Um, this was like nine, nine, one early stuff, GT three, uh, just on the verge of RS. Like really those were like the, in my opinion, like the last really biggest transition, you know, coming from, um, the previous platform into that was, um, I still think it's very sick. You know, like there's a, there's a GT3 RS park next to me downstairs, also in the garage. And, um, man, that's just, I don't know. I just, I get very intimidated by that car. You know, I just think it's a, it's a, and it's seriously undervalued. One should really pick those up if you can, can afford it. But, um, yeah, I like, I like that range a lot. And I was very, I like what they were doing. They were just phasing out a few of these kind of like social media characters they had like developed over the, the last couple of years, which, you know, we're just kind of getting a little tired, you know, and, um, uh, they were introducing a few new cast members to, um, they always pick these people, Porsche, they have like these kind of like ambassadors they kind of pick and then they promote them. And all of a sudden they're in Christophorus and, you know, they're like, who, they're like who, where did this guy come from? And, but it's all like very drawn out, which they, they could do quite well. They're little like Mac, the print side, they could do, do better than the moving image thing. So it was, a, it was an interesting time where I thought like, you know, this would, this you know, to make this like really big and powerful and, you know, put it up, license it out to whatever Netflix or, or, you know, talk more about like broadening it a bit away from YouTube. So I get delegated into the situation where like, I'm dealing with like all these kind of like junior dudes who, and I don't know if anybody's ever, who hasn't been to Stuttgart. It is quite interesting. You go there, you go to this place, which is also similar to the Volksburg thing. It's like, and it's kind of on the side of Stuttgart. And if you, you'd kind of drive past it, if you didn't like set your navigation to like take the exit, like it's not really a very, you know, it's not really a, you really doesn't really <laughs> register. So anyways, um, went there and you, you pull off and then you like, you're in this kind of like in like industrial area and, um, you know, sure there's a few Porsches on the street and whatever, but nothing, nothing major could be a car dealership. And you pull up and they let you in. And, um, you, they let you to drive into like the facility and you park the car and someone comes down gets you and you go in and go through this kind of like, like brick house where apparently, uh, the dude drew, drew the beetle. And then you go into this, it's kind of like, um, the seven and a half floor or whatever. And, and, uh, is it being John Malkovich? <laughs> like everything's like very, I'm a short guy. But this place is seriously weird. And you come in there and it's like almost like leaking ceilings. And there's like, when I was there, it was kind of cold. And they had all these like DeLongly heaters like stacked to the ceiling. And they're like, finally, our heat is here. Is this like, is this like, <laughs> is this like where, is this like, is this like where you go when you're not like, this is the first visit, you know, like you're kind of in the, in the rear, like coming in through the rear entrance, you know, like you're not really in the main 
They don't main. want to be seen with you, so they're yeah, just you're not bringing the, you through the back door. Yeah, you're not in the main unit. But like, sure enough, he's like, hey, <laughs> this is where uh, we're walking down the hall. He's like, this is where our CEO sits, and this is where the guy you're speaking with sits. He's not here today. And I was just like, yeah, they're probably making that up. It's like one of their rooms that they kind of use. But no, no, this is their office. So they take us into this like um, uh, conference room, and it's decimal, dude. I'm talking like carpet, and then there's like a subwoofer on the floor and it's got like a, like a little chinch thing that you can stick into your laptop. But the, the one of the two cables on the chinch is kind of di- frayed, you know? So like, it's, it's only giving you like a, like a mono line. And then there's a, like a, a jackhammer below us. Like, like they're doing the concrete or something. And then they leave you in that room <laughs> for a couple of minutes. And I was like, dude, are they, I was like, I'm going to Porsche. It's important. You know, there's going to be like all these Germans with like turtlenecks. And it's going to look like, you know, like some, like, like everything's in white, kind of like an Apple ad or something, you know, like an Apple store, like, like holograms and like people are like beaming each other up to like different universes and shit. But this was really like the, like a dump. And um, then we had a meeting and like, remember I'm there because they have a problem. Hold on a second. It seems like this is this weird kind of, like, is this like a self-image problem that they had? Like, they didn't think highly enough of themselves to, to they just didn't care? I, what, what What do you think it was that made this environment that they work in? Because a lot of people say that the environment you work on it, work in is the representative of the product that you produce. You know, it, it kind of goes together. Why was this such a, a depressing place based on the enthusiast product? Yeah, that's weird, man. Like, as I also spent some time in Stuttgart when I was, like, growing up, and it was explained to me. Like, it goes back to, like, religious stuff and about, like, persecution of like pietists and calvinists from like from switzerland and there's like this whole angle on like how those people came there in the first place which again i'm not qualified to explain but it's it's deeper you know than one would assume and it's about this kind of like fake like humility and sort of like this like almost like ocd understated stuff and i don't know it's just weird i went to like a comp like um like the company christmas party um where you know like i think there like there's like 20 people like the board members and the ceo and it was like like super high-end like staff wise and i looked out it was in the porsche museum in their restaurant there and i looked out in the parking lot because i want to see like what are they coming with are they coming with like carrera gts or like maybe like a, a ultra rare this and that i look out bro and it's like 10 um panamera diesels right and <laughs> <laughs> like a like a like a like um like an older model like SUV and there was one 911 but it was like base dude like uh you know like, <laughs> I don't think it was an S it was just like uh you know like a regular career and um yeah it's kind of cool like you know it's kind of like I don't know it has this weird thing where it's like yeah it's like I don't know it's like it's a thing so anyways I don't I'm not there to criticize them about that I really don't give a fuck what you know what what they're doing but like. The, the, I was there on a job, right? I was there because they had this product. We've been talking for like six months. They launched it. It failed. They they finally came to their senses and hired me to like, you know, like uh, I felt like the wolf, you know, in, in like Pulp Fiction, you know, like I like finally, you know, I'm like called. Yeah. I can do my job and I'm going to be this like hero and they're going to give me a fucking Porsche and everything's going to be fucking amazing. But like none of this happened. And, you know, remember, work of fiction. So, they they talked to me for a while like we were there probably for like two three hours and this woman talking to me and telling me how like basically the two three hours the major point was 
that they'd love to work with me, but just they can't pay me like really that well because of compliances. Because <laughs> they have and, to buy new carpet. <laughs> I don't know. No. It, was, it was freaky. <laughs> I had like someone with me and we we're both like sitting there like, are we going to bill them for these like two hours where they're sitting here and telling us they, why they can't pay us? And which we did, but <laughs> it was compliances. You know, it was all about like back in the day, you know, we would have, we could have paid you so much, but now that we're like part of EW, it's really our, our, our hands are tied. And that's why we can only pay you 9,990 euros per annum. And then like you can issue us another bill. Uh, and that way you don't have to like, if it was one euro more, then we would have to like do this like, um, like a, it's called Ausschreiben, where they have to like advertise that there's this actual position available and that, you know, they have to give that out to three other agencies and then they have to put a bid in for it and whoever delivers the lowest bid gets the gig so that was like this like upside down world you know like like stranger things i was just like what <laughs> like, like does everyone have this conversation with you or is it just me and it explains a lot when i asked them for i think i asked them for 40 grand for a project and they just like yeah. well we got to talk to our multiple agencies and i'm just and then it was yeah. just gone yeah, yeah. It's like this, like, there's no problem, but you just invent it. Like, are these laws? Like, did you invent these? Like, is it like, is there like an advertising law in Germany that like, 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 or is it just like, there's no laws at all and you just made this up and you're like telling people that like, you just can't pay them because you're like stingy fucks. So anyways, that was going on. And I was like, all right, okay, whatever. Like, you know, it was towards the end of the year and, you know, business was quite good and I didn't really, I was just like, let's just do something let's just I'll, I'll i'll try to help you guys out like get this thing this thing rolling and you just pay that fee and you know how about we do this like you just provide me with cars you know like just like give me whatever you have ah oh, that's very difficult too because like then also our compliances and we'd never get that through compliance and we can't just give people cars and blah blah but we can register you as a, a test driver uh for us i was like uh okay okay i mean that sounds sounds interesting right i mean i'm not getting paid well but i'm a test driver so and i get a credit for the car that i get a credit of i think 160 euros in gas but if i have to hand those bills in and if it's like 165 like i have to pay those five like they're that that won't they won't take right. that so i was like all right this is weird but let's go and then so we agreed to that. They'd give me cars for like a year as a test driver, like just like swap them through whatever, you know, was kind of like, you know, available. I told them like, give me the whole product line, you know, and I'll like, I just want to see what's going on at the moment. And I'd driven the previous product line, all of them. I like doing that with manufacturers, driving every car, and, you know, it gives me kind of like, um, here's a feeling of like a better feeling of what, 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 what's really going on. And this is also boring, like thinking about it, but anyways, they gave me all these cars and delivered them. And, but it was a form of payment more or less, right? Cause they didn't want to, they couldn't pay right. me anymore. And then that turned into this thing where like all of a sudden they wanted services for these like cars they were giving me. They were like, well, are you going to write something about it? Or are you going to like send us some pictures? Are you going to like, I was like, I was like, uh, this is like, because you couldn't pay me to begin with. Right. Like, uh, this is, uh, for like the a, work that you'd already done. Yeah. 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 For the work I already done. Um, and then yeah, that was very strange. And then, like, getting the money for, like, those, that minute amount 
was very strange. That took another three months. I had to like register as like a supplier. And it was kind of like when you like loan someone some money and they don't pay you back and like you turn into the bad guy in the end, you know, you're kind of like, but Hey, all I did was lend you some money. And now I'm like asking for it all the time and you're not giving it to me and you're like dodging my calls and you're telling me I need to wait. But it was like, I lent you some money. (laughs) It was kind of like that with our work, you know, (laughs) we're like, you called us with this problem and we came and helped you. And now you're like being very weird about it. And yeah, that was very strange. So that went on for, what was the, what was the reasoning? Like what, what were they? No, I mean, I'm sure some of this is in the book and yeah, most of it's in the book. I mean, fuck off or what? No, they have, they have different like, um, tools they use. I'd say like one is the autoresponder. Um, that's their main weapon. So like the autoresponder gets weaponized by throughout all management and all lower management and all like worker bees, worker bees the most. Like you'll write them, you'll you'll be on the phone with them and you'll talk about something and they'll agree to it. And then you'll send them a mail when you get off the phone and you'll get an autoresponder that that person isn't going to be in the office for the next two weeks. So that's a lot of time, right? (laughs) Two weeks. Then, I mean, we got, I mean, this is, there's, I did a whole section in the book just with autoresponder messages. Like we blanked out the, the, you know, the sender, but I did, I think like 10, like five or six pages just with autoresponder uh, messages so you know you can entertain yourself and like get a, get a deeper understanding for that um one of them was like like for the next year like uh i'm, I'm a bit dyslexic and then germany <laughs> they write the le- like the numbers the different way you know for the like month and the and the and the day so i told my girl i was like yep. hey this guy he's like whatever this and this day that's like soon right and she's like, like no 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 that's like in a year it's next year he's gonna be back so the dude's on vacation for a year no, they have these like um, like men can do this here now too. When when there's a kid in the family, like a, they can take the etanya. That means they just don't work for a year. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not very helpful when you're when you're trying to work with people. But uh, forever I had that kid. Yeah, it must be quite nice. But anyways, it just got very bizarre and was just really weird and very very um, very many like. A whole bunch of little strange things like the autoresponders and just like this kind of like passive aggressive shit. Like it just got, it was very, um, it was very strange. And it kind of like dampened my kind of view on their brand a bit. And then that thing. I've honestly kind of noticed that the entire, that entire concept has been painted with this giant brush with COVID. Like COVID has become this, this excuse that everybody in the corporate world is using to not email you back or not call you or not show up or not be open or not ship things on time. Uh. Or, I mean, it's just this huge, massive brush that's been painted. And I think it's the same, must be the same attitude. I don't know, man. It's like a, well, the whole like culture of VW is deceit and lying, you know, but that all comes from somewhere else. It comes from the former boss who like wanted to take that thing over. And he did, and he did a great job and turn it into the biggest car company in the world. And in order to do that, it's like, war all the time you know what i mean like that's like war with your family war with the government war with the employees war with the unions but if that's your goal like to do that sort of like the evil emperor and star wars um there's no like you can't half step that you want to take over and you want to become the big like the biggest car manufacturer in the world some bodies on the way and i'm not even knocking that i love that old man like i thought he was fucking amazing you know and he was like this dying breed 
but it all largely comes from his cult, that culture, you know, that's what like sickered down through the ranks. And it took maybe like five, six years delayed time after he was gone. But that's kind of where it comes from. It's like this like butterfly effect of like evil that just kind of like translates over a longer period of time. And then fast forward to now, I don't know if that platform is still around. It was pretty good. I think what happened was that they did a pivot along the way where if you're producing images, like moving images, it's very expensive, right? Like one of these episodes that we're shooting was like, we're shooting this with like red and like a bunch of people and flying all over the world. And you know, these are like 50, 100K budgets just for these little segments. So what they like, Instagram was just kind of like coming around. I told them, got it. Like Instagram is going to be the next year is only going to be Instagram. And they're like, yeah, Instagram. I don't know. Like my niece uses that. I'm not really familiar with it. I was like, guys, you got to kind of, you know, like maybe like make an account for Porsche. Have a look at it. They didn't even have like, I think they had a Porsche like global Instagram, but they didn't have like one for the newsroom or whatever. It just started, you know, didn't even have like the blue check mark. And so they, they just got like into the Instagram thing, kind of came along with like this ill performing well gotta say when we came on board and did what we did their numbers on those plays increased by like like sixfold you know so like we did straighten the thing out and we did what we said and we we did what we said when we were hired but it, i think by then they were so like like they just under like started to begin to understand that moving images is difficult and it's not like it's very expensive so i think when instagram came it was kind of like the savior for them and they got this guy uh, for lack of better terms, like a event photographer or something, you know, like a Porsche guy that's out there at all these events taking pictures and kind of like he took, promised them like, um, he already had a very strong Instagram account. So I think he had rounded up like a mosquito light, a lot of like what they were looking for, like as, as, as users. And he kind of offered them a solution for, um, pennies on the dollar compared to the moving images, uh, how to like move, um, to, to kind of replace that, I'd say, almost, and that's kind of where we're at right now, right? Like this, there's a, you know, like a known Instagram account for, for Porsche, and like, it's it's not officially Porsche, but it's, you know, it's like, you know, understood that it is. And on that, you know, you have, um, you know, like all the- Honestly, the best, the best, if you go to Porsche's Instagram now, anytime they do a Porsche, if you want to find some some really great OnlyFans accounts. That's the that's the first twenty posts on everything that they post now. Ah, okay. okay. I don't follow. Just in case anybody was anybody was wondering, if you go look at everybody that posts on Porsche's Instagram, uh, it's it's full of that. Yeah, um, I, I don't follow it, but um, the one thing I mean, we helped start <laughs> off the um, the other one, the the account that is doing quite well now. We were part of the um, you know I'd say like the early team, like doing productions and kind of like you know, just checking it out. And it was interesting because what it did was basically it offered this like democratization of like, like content and product in a way that it almost seems like the creative would be getting a good deal. But if you kind of look at it a little closer, like you take a production on, on, on the, you know, a post and it's a commissioned piece, a picture generally pays 50 euros or 50 dollars could be euros for a post right and a commission piece that means that you know like maybe a little slider with five six pictures and it's about like you know driving the porsche up the mountain and then down the mountain on the other side and there's like two pictures from a drone and you know uh like a like a little you know like alpine porn road picture those are generally i think yep. 500 so now Speaking from experience, because I produced a couple of these, 
if you go in your Porsche anywhere in Europe, it's kind of 500 euros just to do that, like, you know, without, you know, going somewhere and staying there overnight and feeding yourself and the other right. people. And, you know, like maybe a production that before would have cost 15 K is now costing $500. So it's sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's sort of destroyed that value for certain people, which I guess is okay. Right. It's like progress. Like that's, how there's the whale blubber guys aren't in business anymore either because it's like someone came around and you know like offered a different kind of oil or whatever that's you know like I'm not. well that's i think it's different because the whale blubber was being sold for money now the currency is yeah it's we're going to pay you 500 dollars, but also you're going to get tagged on our account with a million followers and that currency has value in today's marketing world too so they we're going to give you the 500 bucks but also you know we're going to make you famous. We're going to, if you do this for even less than $500, you know, it's, it's, it's the trade of social media currency as value as well as dollars now, which to me is, is fucking worthless. Yeah. Right. I, I have a family, I have shit to do. Right. I can't just go do something for, for social media trade. It doesn't work that way. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But for most people, especially the young, the younger crowd is like 18, 23 years old. If they can go do a, do a film, they'll lose money on it right. to get the, to get the social currency. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been I've seen those numbers and the conversion rate from getting a post there. You know, you might get like five people. You know? <laughs> I don't know what those people are going to do for you, but you know, I'm not. Saying- it's perceived, man. It's it's the perceive it's the perception of it, if you if Porsche posts my photo, which they've never done, thanks Porsche. But if they post my photo, I immediately then can say Porsche posted my photo. I am now more valuable than I was before. Just I know, but maybe, maybe, if, maybe if you were like 14, but like that also doesn't matter because there's like 14 year olds driving around in like Lamborghinis. Cause they got like some show on YouTube. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. I don't know. Do you really need them? I don't know. I've never really made any money off Porsche. I do like their cars, but only certain ones. And then again, like after like, like I'm also at this other point, like that nothing related to that, but just after driving a Tesla now for like so long, all that stuff to me is just like, antiquated and like just seems like something from a different time you know and what i'm kind of getting at is just like to me it just feels kind of like a bunch of i don't know like just like that whole lifestyle thing is just fake and just false and it's all i don't know just i don't know it doesn't feel genuine to me you know and um knowing what i know from all the like uh the things i've done with 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 that company um, I don't know. I've just sort of, it's lost. Um, <laughs> I've lost my respect, uh, not for the engineering or for, for, you know, like how nice it is when you get in a nine eleven of any kind or whatever. It's, it's, it's still a unique experience, but I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't really, doesn't really do it for me. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm ready. Well, when you, when you look on their social and it's, and it's a guy with a maroon, with a maroon sweater on next to his maroon nine eleven Targa and his maroon, uh, poster of a targa all for sale on the on the porsche store it kind of loses its yeah it's not special yeah yeah um, i don't know man i don't know but like i like i said the, the beginning like of the conversation was like me peddling this uh this experience of um you know and 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 why i did it i needed to i, I did it so i could just kind of like get rid of it i think you know like i i, I had that thing like hanging over me like that experience and it was so negative um and i just kind of put it together and moved on from the whole thing and that really happened when like um like 
I mean, at the same time, I always had a, you know, like a Tesla on the side. And that kind of turned into the new future for me. You know, that to me, even though there's a few kinks in it still, but, you know, like I'm waiting for the next, I'm talking about like the next gen, you know, like what's next? Like what's the, and like look at Taycan, you know, as a comparison, you know, it's like a $250,000 car that like does half the things that the Tesla does for like a third of the price, you know? And it's just, right. you know, like, I'm more on that horse, you know, it's more like, I, I don't know, even though that might not give me, it doesn't give you the same giddy feeling as maybe getting in like a 911 and plowing it up a road, like in the mountains. But overall, just like the, the place, set of mind it puts me in, especially when I see a car now that has an exhaust on it, or I'm just like, Oh my God. You know, like it just like, it's, it, it's like, it's like done this thing to me. Like if I were to give you like an iPhone and then you use that for like a year and then I say, Hey, Chris, you know what? I want that iPhone back. And I'm going to give you your uh, your flip phone back or your uh, Razor or whatever. Uh, Razor was a flip phone. But, you know, like just kind of like take that away and take your iPhone away and like give you back that 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 flip phone. Like that's how like it just it seems like the step in this in this direction where it doesn't align really, you know, like just like except for motorsport. Right. Let's put that out of the question. Like poor Porsche is like up to now is killed at motorsport. But I also see that as a as a as a as a dying kind of thing where that's like a you know because it's like this to me it's about like this next wave like what's the like all these cars that are coming out now in electric right like none of them have really been done in a way where it's like they're impressive they're sure it's cool like it's it's impressive and and economical and and maybe I don't know a little bit more environmentally friendly at least I don't have to smell the diesel car maybe you know some kids. the next wave is 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 the breadth of product i think because right now everything is kind of expensive it's kind of futuristic oh. it seems like the future the next wave is that there's going to be breadth of product where there's cheap ones luxury ones uh you know you've got the i don't know what what is that that air one or whatever the that's coming out of I don't know, india or something like that uh -huh. and uh, the lucid air i mean that's going to be kind of you can start having these really luxury stuff and then you're gonna have just breadth of product i guess is what i mean because right. right now it's, it's just all so futuristic yeah yeah and then probably also commercialization right they have like all these pickup truck guys like they get onto the they get onto the um the electric and then like the wife is like eh, when i get my car else i don't want a gas car we already you know everything's electric and then like I think those guys are missing to the party. You know, you need these pickup truck guys. You know, you need the people like driving to work every day, hauling shit. Uh, they need to be electrified and then they'll electrify their boats and like it'll be this big chain, right? Like, like, like a domino effect. And I am looking forward to that, man. Like, I do think that that's the way forward. And that, what, what it makes interesting, I think, is that like the, the, like the, it's the changing of the guard. Like, these people that thought had like the grip on it right the whale blubber guys like it's not like game on like these people aren't the like they can be toppled that's what i'm saying you know like i don't see they're right. not safe you know there was bigger companies than them that folded over the last hundred years you know what i mean i mean look at gm <laughs> you know look at the stock price of gm compared to tesla you know look at any stock price compared uh to tesla and like look at like this tweet from this VW moron yesterday or whatever from uh, one day before the inauguration. Like he, he, he tags Elon Musk in his tweet and like kind of like 
shades of like say, saying that like they're here now too and their product's really not that bad you know like you know like it, it, <laughs> and it's just like fuck these people the whole the whole tech stock price thing though i mean there's so much out there that's not make like tesla barely makes a profit most a lot of the tech companies you know, barely make a profit. It could be argued that that's all extremely overvalued based on that. And it's all kind of, you know, balancing on this, well, will it eventually make money type of thing? Yeah, it's too big to fail in my opinion. I mean, like, look at like, okay, or there's the product, right? Like I get into my like Tesla and or you get into like the, the latest thing that I don't know, uh, Ford has on the market or GM or any American market. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to like dish on them too hard, but I thought like American cars besides a few like Mustang GT, like, you know, 700 horsepower, some of these like ridiculous like Hellcats or whatever they're all called, which are like, you know, funny cars, but you know, just comparison. And they've always, they've always been like, not very good. You know, like, yeah, call it what it is. You know, it's like, if you grew up in with like a Audi, like, or a Mercedes, like that stuff, just, it's not the same, you know? And uh, that has nothing to do with like, patriotism or whatever it's just like it's never really been good you know and you had this one group that was doing it better and now like all bets are off now like anybody can kind of show up and you know try their best to to you know be have a part of the next gen and i think that's like to me that seems interesting and i'm i'm curious to see what that brings and and it's just nice to know that nothing's forever you know no matter how good you are or like I think it's always good just to stay humble and, you know, treat that shit like, like an intern on the first day of your job, you know, because at some point, you know, the people like the peaceful mountain, like the peaceful people in the valley that have been living there doing their thing, you know, the savages from the mountains are going to come down and fucking rape and pillage the peaceful mountain people, like the valley people and kill all of them and fuck their women. And at some point, like down the line, they're going to get turned back into like the peaceful Valley people. And it's going to like a cycle, you know, yep. and that's what it feels like. Um, besides all this, like other stuff going on at the moment, which, you know, we all know about. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it's a weird one. I really got to say, you know, um, it's, uh, may you live in interesting times, you know, that's, that's, that's all I, I, I was, I was telling that to <laughs> my buddy and he kind of gave me like this weird, weird look. I was like, it is really, really a unique time to be alive. And this, this transitionary period and of humanity that we're in right now, this huge tech and everything that's going on and medical revolution and tech revolution and social revolution. I mean, it's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, we could have grown up in the, in the, in the sixties and seventies, which was, there was no internet. There wasn't any way to communicate anything that was going on. It's, it's, it's as potentially dangerous as it is socially. It's super interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess. I guess it I, like the, the thing is it it makes things like less seem less important. Uh, so maybe some of the stuff that I I took for too important, you know, like a little while not too long ago, and um, just sort of you know the notion that nothing's forever, like uh, you know, and that that us too, you know, like um, just makes all that stuff sort of like a little bit pathetic, and. Um, I don't know. That's kind of my takeaway from the whole thing or the last, you know, because I've been, it's like the, also time, right? It's like from the last 10, 20 years of cars that we're talking about, you know, that we're like, we're talking like the cars we're talking about that we like, right? From the last couple of years, yep. those were like very sophisticated iPhone 4s. That would be like, if you took an iPhone 4 
and just kept developing on it. Like, you know, you put some more buttons on it and it could light up and like, you know, it's a little more, more comfortable. Extra camera maybe. Yeah, and like, oh, not a camera. And like, you know, but like it doesn't, you're still holding this stupid thing in your hand way too much during the day, you know? And like, that's how these cars are where it's just like, oh, okay. And that like brings us to the topic of like car culture in general, you know, like, is it pathetic? Like, is it like over? Like, you know, like that's just kind of like, I don't know, like when I see all this stuff that I liked and thought was kind of interesting, like just a little short while ago, like I don't feel that same way about it anymore where I'm just like, kind of like, yeah, well, you know what, actually I'm kind of done with you trying to sell me this overpriced product and making me feel bad that I can't afford it and then and make me work for you for free and not pay me and treat me like shit. Yo, like, fuck you, you know, that's how I feel about it. And now I'm happy in my Tesla. You know, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> where can people find out about this, uh, this book, um, where can they get it? We were selling it for like a lot of money because we were like hand bounding it here in Germany with Germans, um, where they cost literally, it costs 150 euros to make the book and we we're selling it for 150 euros. So, you know, I'm not really that great at math, but I'm told we didn't make such a great, it wasn't such a great business. <laughs> uh, you know, like making these books. So we've made a PDF. It's readable. You can put, we put it up on Amazon. I tried putting it on Apple, but it was like, they're impossible to deal with. So it's on Amazon. If you have a Kindle, I don't know. Have one. Um, you can even, if you can read it for free and, um, I'm sure you could maybe, uh, point them in the direction of that uh where that can happen yeah i'll link it in the show notes yeah. i'll put it in the show notes so yeah. if anybody that's listening wants to you know just hit the details on your show notes the link will be right there yeah. you can go right head over to amazon yeah. read on your kindle read as a pdf yeah. whatever well, one year with porsche um you know it's uh it is what it is um i think a lot of people the reason i did it more or less was for people who these are unpopular topics you know nobody wants to talk about like um being a creative being t like people like taking advantage of you, especially big companies that are powerful. And like, you, like this was way before all this me too shit and all these like, uh, you know, other, other movements. Uh, it was, it was, it's a frightening place as a, especially as a young creative, maybe even as an old creative, you know, like, uh, you're in it's there. It's fucking hard, man. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. People don't realize how hard it is. Yeah. And you got to like take it up the ass by these people and you're scared to say something because you don't want to like lose your livelihood or, you know, like whatever it is. And I'm in a position where, I don't know. I haven't always been in this position and it was challenging sometimes to decide, am I going to go and fuck these people that are way more powerful than me? And, you know, if it was like uh, the Rolls Royce topic or, you know, this is a long line of uh, corporate revenge porn. Uh, it's just, <laughs> just one of my, uh, you know, one of my <laughs> contributions. Um, it's, it's, a, it was challenging, you know, it was challenging to make that decision that instead of getting bent over, and, um, you know, taking it from these people, um, just for what, like that I get like a car once in a while and a little bit of money, Dude, I'd rather just work and for that shit myself or whatever, get something else. And so like making these, these little insights available to people who, um, you know, are either just enthusiasts and want to know what the fuck is going on in this company, which, uh, you know, I find sort of humor, like more like humor and satire section or someone like, a like, like just starting out or maybe someone who's been in the business for a while, just, you know, give them a little bit of, little bit of hope that, you know, these people shouldn't be having this kind of power over you 
for, you know, the little bits of amounts of money they're giving you uh, to more or less fulfill your passion, you know, and let them be a part of it as a brand who are sell like multi-billion dollar fucking company selling like probably weapons on the side or whatever, you know, <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. Like, uh, the, like Rolls Royce car unit is like a fraction of what their fucking military engines are for like jet fighters or missile systems or whatever, you know, this is like not to be forgotten. Right. These aren't like nice mom and pop shops, uh, just because they like make a nine 11, uh, you know, this isn't, they're not nice people. Let's just put it that way. So, that was it, you know. It's a it's a little all over the place, but I, I like doing this. I, I like making it. I'm happy it's out there and I can move on. And, and um, yeah, that's kind of it. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about it, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again sometime in the future when you've got another project that you want to share with us. Yes, yes, vehicle sold out. We're just reprinting, so that that'll be the next one. We'll post that up in the show notes too. And I obviously I, I share that stuff as much as I can on my own social because I think it kicks ass. Thanks. But uh, once you have another issue uh, like that come out, we'll we'll talk about it. Great, Chris. You have a you have a good one. Take care of yourself. Yes, you too. Bye bye. You too. Bye. The very enigmatic Christopher <laughs> Kippenberger. Perfect word for him. Very, and it's it's interesting because I've been kind of. Um, you can certainly probably I can relate. I can one hundred percent relate more relate. to him than I. Can. I'm like, I it, he's, I can 100 percent really, as you said, enigmatic. As me. as a creative that's been in this game for 15 years, trying to work with not only Porsche but other companies, it is hard. They they have so many people. It's it's almost like being on Tinder. It just I'm not on okay. Tinder, but from my experience, huh? It is the women from your lack of experience from my, from my experience talking to my buddies that are on tinder you have these women out there that have complete control because there's 50 million hungry thirsty guys out there right and there's just women that just have this control over the swipe left swipe right <laughs> and and it's just like they have complete control and it's the same thing with the with the manufacturers and not even manufacturers but just brands just brands but also like online publications magazine yeah. publications because there's a million people that want to do it because of the currency that comes along with the recognition sure and is I've, that I've, is that I, new since social media i i'm sure it's not but that's my understanding and that's my world that i've been kind of involved in i right i would have to ask somebody that was doing it in the 80s and 90s if it was the same i think that the barrier to entry was much harder back then right like we, yeah, probably like right. we, we've talked to some photographers and, and journalists from back in the day, whether it's spy photographers or photographers that work for BMW or it's whatever. Like you had to save up you, to buy the camera. It was and then, hard and you had to have skill and failing was was apocalyptic. Right. Right. Now it's not. You just shoot like 2000 photos and who gives a shit. Right. But just for example, for what we've done in the podcast, I I'm not going to mention the brand because this also was a work of fiction. But I recently <laughs> told a brand that we were going to deal with to fuck off. Okay. I said, we're not going to do it. I wanted to interview uh -huh. a, a race car driver right. for a very high-profile team, right. and they were going to come on the podcast, and we were going to talk to them, and they wanted a copy of the questions. Uh -huh. they wanted Which we do provide ahead of time, sometimes usually. On editorial stuff, we do. Like, if, if it's a guest that isn't, like, familiar with being interviewed, stuff right. like that, here's what we're going to talk about. Right. Just makes things easier for them. But they never like specified that they demand that. They they wanted the questions ahead of time. Uh -huh. They wanted the interview ahead of time so that they could vet it. Right, actually and listen to it. They wanted their PR team on the phone 
that was to, the to, last to regulate nail in the coffin. It's like, no, fuck you. No, we're not doing that. Because anyone, it's like, you don't have a boss, but you're your own boss. But imagine like giving an interview and your boss is on the line the whole time and you're second guessing everything you say because you know you could get in trouble for just one wrong word. So yeah, it'd be a terrible interview. It'd be a terrible interview. Just I, I couldn't imagine interviewing a guy that has knowing that it's it's like it's like being on the phone with your girlfriend and the dad's on the other line yes, as you're trying there to you go. And like you're, as you're trying to talk to her. <laughs> so I saw you in math task today, math class today. Your barrettes looked great, and you're gonna have to have like code words like barrettes actually means tits, uh-huh. but you have to talk about it. It's gonna be like, hey, when my dad's on the line, when I say barrettes, I'm actually talking about your boobs. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? What? Speaking of enigmatic, what is the mind of Chris Cluel like to think of that as your analogy. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. One thing I I am so curious about with Kippenberger is how does he not kind of alienate himself in the industry by doing these kind of like takedown or like revenge or just like anger pieces. It's just like when you get to a point companies. in your career where you don't fucking care anymore. Is that where he's at? Yeah, I think he is he's he's sitting fine. He doesn't need anything okay. from anyone. And he can see he basically has uh Fuck you lifestyle. Fuck you money. Well, there's a movie that, that the guy talks about. He's like, you need to do everything you can. I'm actually going to find the clip. Okay. Here it is. That's exactly. So that's him. That's him. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got the fuck you lifestyle. I love it. And uh, um, yeah, I wish, uh, I wish I could do that more. You know, there's times where I've eaten crow and I just have to be like, all right, yep. Yeah, put just my, bite your tongue. Bite right? my tongue. I put myself way out there. I've put myself way out there. I've traveled places. I've spent my own money to to pitch to people and had them just like, like, like lead me along and just leave yeah. me hanging. And I've done that's happened to me a couple of times. And it's true that these these corporations have absolute control over creatives. And they, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't. I'm not going to. You know, yep. I'm going to do my own thing, and if someone doesn't want to do it, I'll just find someone else, or I'll do it on my own, and you know, do it as the as my own passionate project. You because, know, I, and that's a good point. Because if you see value in it yourself, it doesn't necessarily need to be attached to a big brand or no. But obviously, we all need to eat, right? right? We all need to eat. That's you know, you have a lot of the. If you look at the social media world, you have a lot of people that are doing these big, huge, amazing things, and they're putting out these films. And what you don't realize is that every single one of them is prefaced by. Well, I just got tired of living in the corporate world, so I sold all my stocks to this company and became a uh, independently wealthy guy who now travels the world and does right, all these and things. Can so it, it's, it's just not—it's yeah. not like a real job. It just kind of <laughs> becomes like this this thing, and then that's fine. That's their thing. I'm not, right. be, but I can't—I can't do that. Right? You know, I have to actually work. Yeah. So it just doesn't—it's not quite quite the same thing. Anyways, the enigmatic, enigmatic Christopher Kippenberger. I really appreciate him coming on. Uh, what else have you got for us? Let's take a break here and talk about our sponsor, Oberk Car Care. Oberk is your source of professional detailing compounds and supplies that is research tested and developed by professional detailers themselves. These are the guys that are actually passionate about detailing and know firsthand what makes a good product. And they truly are great products. I love it's a simple, foolproof, two-step system, easy, and gives an amazing finish. And right now, they're offering a whopping 20% off your order when you use the code OVERCREST. The discount code is good not only on OberkCarCare.com, but also on DetailedImage.com and CarSuppliesWarehouse.com. Please go check them out today. All right, guys. We will see you on uh, on Friday, Friday for news. Food for news and updates, hanging out. And project projects. updates. Always something going on at my and house. And those episodes are now broadcast live 
for our Patreon members. That's right. Yeah, so patreon.com over patreon.com slash, slash overcrest. overcrest if you want to hang out with us live we'll do a little bit before and after too we'll hang out with you guys and we can you know chat about the topics beforehand afterhand whatever and just kind afterhand of make, afterhand is i that, don't think that's a that, thing beforehand it's got to be afterhand. beforehand <laughs> afterward afterhand. afterward well, afterhand new thing afterhand, afterhand. it must it. exist <laughs> if we talk about a physical world there is a there's a there's a positive and a minus there's a there's there's polar opposites of everything. So Christopher Clue, the aspiring writer. After him. <laughs> we'll see you guys on Friday. Take care.